You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Thank you for calling Hilton Garden in Los Angeles, Hollywood. Can I have 206, please? Sure. COVID waiting. Hi. Hi. Why aren't they answering the phone, front desk? I don't know. Because everyone's bad at their jobs. In every field, in every, everything. How you feeling? Not good. Why? <laughs> What's the story behind this? How come, how come oh, I'm, you know. I'm on a nice microphone and you're on a phone? Where did I just call? I used called the, uh, uh, what is this? The Hilton Garden Inn in, uh, Los Angeles. California. Oh, cool. You're hanging out in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Wh- why are you hanging out in LA? What brings you out there? <laughs> Shouldn't we be recording this? We are recording this. I've been recording oh. it since I tried calling at two o'clock and they, they didn't answer the freaking <laughs> phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I decided to um, just, you know, take off from work and, uh, Go on a fun trip to Los Angeles. It was actually for a memorial service for a, a very special uh, family member. A very special family member died? Yes. And so you went out to LA for a memorial service, and then you decided to just hang out? Well, the emergency room at Cedar sinai decided that I would uh, hang out. They actually decided first that I would miss the memorial service altogether, and then they decided that I'd be hanging out uh, in a hotel room quarantined for five to six days. Um, because because I have COVID for the second time in two weeks. COVID for the second time in two weeks. Yep. And that's, that's unusual. Some people might say. Some people might say, but apparently it is becoming more usual because of the drug Paxlovid uh, has a rebound effect where people test negative for COVID. So I had COVID, I got COVID on Mother's Day. Okay. Um, So that way I wouldn't have to do crap for my wife. That's right. Good. Who needs that? It's all about the timing. You know, it, it proves that God answers prayers. So I got the COVID, didn't have to do any crap for Mother's Day, got the attention back on myself where it belongs. Yeah. And so my daughter, <laughs> excuse me, my daughter and I quarantined um, for eight days. I tested negative Saturday. I tested negative Sunday. I tested negative Monday. Uh-huh. My family moved back into the house on Monday after living in a hotel on their own for eight days. <clears throat> I then went to the memorial service. Uh, Tuesday, uh, I flew to LA on Tuesday and feeling, I felt great. Uh, on the plane, I started to cough and feel terrible. Like, oh gosh, what is this? So I get to Los Angeles, feeling awful. It was the longest six hours of my life, that plane ride. I mean, it was just uh, awful. And so I rent a car, I come to the hotel, exhausted. I can't wait to just sleep. I need to sleep so bad. And I can't sleep. I wake up for like 15 times during the night. I just feel awful. And I'm, I bring up um, uh, a little bit of blood when I'm coughing. So I'm like, well, you know, I should go to the emergency room. So I go to the emergency room. And, um, you know, they're worried about blood clot. They're worried about all these things, pneumonia, flu, all this stuff. Right. Um, they, they ruled out COVID because you just had it, right? They were like, oh, you can't be COVID. They just had it. They just had it. Triple tested negative. Can't be COVID. Right. <clears throat> and the, um, the, uh, the, the stick that they jabbed up into my, uh, in my nose all the way up to my brain and rubbed around for a while, uh-huh. 
for the flu, I guess they also tested for COVID, and I tested positive again. So you're one of the famous, uh, was it Paxovir? What is it? Paxovid? Rebound crew? Paxovid. Paxlovid. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the rebound crew. So of the Pax. So you took a you so you took a COVID medication to make you feel better, uh, faster, and it did, and then it made you have COVID again. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's supposed to make you feel better faster. I think it's supposed to just um, reduce the rates of hospitalization and death. Now, Both are things um, I'm trying to avoid. Can I tell you what I did? So when I had COVID in Poland, I. I uh, was quarantined in a basement apartment and I yep. had Jivyet's uh, uh, beer and sausages. <laughs> and you know what? I was, I was kind of feeling crappy for two days and then I was back at it. Oh my God. Call CNN. I That's know. the cure. Sanjay Gupta needs to interview me. <laughs> so let's, yeah. so, uh, so you, scoop. You uh, once again have had the traditional Jack Helmuth luck. So you have you're out in LA. You have COVID. You can't come back. So let's. Yep, so, can't come back. Can't go to the memorial service. Oh, that's a shame because that's why and you're can't there. Come back. Yeah, I saw. So, yeah. so yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. say hi to your friend for me later. Not now because you can't. So <laughs> let's let's go back in time and explain why we've okay. been missing in action because we've been getting some emails yeah. and social media thingies and stuff like that, and I feel bad. I feel bad too. Now I thought we were canceled. No, I, I thought not, the network called us up and said, no, um, "Guys, we we don't need your services anymore." That was the BSFA. Right after they renewed, uh, they signed me to a two-year contract, and then <laughs> canceled the show. So you know, from a business perspective, a terrible idea. But from a Brian doesn't have to do anything for a long time perspective, it was kind of cool. And by the way, can I just reinforce how how true that uh, is? Yeah. That Brian, just real quick, because I know everyone thinks everything we say is a joke. Brian was signed to a two-year contract extension well, at the network. What did they do? They renewed us in, <laughs> uh, in August, and then in November, they canceled the show incredibly abruptly because they realized they had no money. Um, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, and but I still had a contract. It was kind of cool. I feel like your renewal was even later than that, though. I, I thought they were much closer. It may have been. I don't remember. I, I believe. It's, it's I, all I thought blur. it was like a six week difference. It's been a hundred years. Anyway, speaking of a hundred, so we haven't put out an episode in quite some time. So what happened to refresh everyone? Uh, I went <laughs> to Poland right after the war started in Ukraine to volunteer. Mm -hmm. Alleged war. Alleged war, right. Uh, alleged war crimes. And uh, I w I've been there for two months. I get back. Oh, well, first of all, so I'm, I'm there and we're trying to do, we've did, we did a few dispatches from while I was there in Ukraine, uh, when, when they, they were, were just, yeah, they were. And then, uh, you got a full-time gig, a nine to five. Yeah. So no more of yeah. this all over the place hours. You had a nine to five gig, which presented a problem because at 5 PM, it's 11 PM in where I was in Przemysl, Poland. And, yeah. uh, so I was either very tired and asleep or very tired and in a bar with my colleagues. So that right. presented a logistical <laughs> problem. Um, mm -hmm. and then I just got back and I get back and voila, you have COVID uh, round one, apparently. Yeah. So you're not up to it for a little bit. Uh, and then we're, you know, we want to, we want to record something and then you go out to LA and you get COVID round two. Yes, that's correct. And, um, and so that's where we are. And of course, that, that's where we are. Uh, I'm going back to Poland. Um, oh, good Lord. I believe I told you that. Did I not tell you that? You did. I did. Imagine. But it's so I'm it going, just June. Well, you know, that's what you, I mean, it's a real like hurt locker type of thing. Like you can't, 
once you leave, it's so powerful what happened to you and what you saw and experienced there that you you feel compelled to go back. Is that correct? Yeah, because every everybody I know pretty much is doing it. Um, yeah, because I have, you know, we have the group chat where everybody kind of, anybody who's been there kind of contributes. And all you see is like, yeah, I'm headed back. I'm coming. I'll be back there in May. I'll be back there in June. I'll be back there in September. I'll be... So yeah, there's, there's definitely something it's healthy. You people like to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so there's, well, what happened was I said, you know, cause I, I had seen the, cause the warehouse chat was another chat and I saw in the warehouse chat, there were some, a lot of questions and stuff. And uh, so I just, I, I let the head, the head of the operation there know. I said, listen, uh, you know, word has it, you might need some help in that bodega, which was my little warehouse that I was in charge of. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. he said, uh, maybe, would you be willing to come back? And I said, yeah, just let me know. And then they let me know. And I said, okay, would, I, you know, would you take care of the airfare and this, this, they're like, yes, we would. And I was like, oh, that sounds, that's an offer I can't refuse. I mean, you, cer you certainly could refuse it. As you said, you it's the Hurt Locker scenario. It's Hurt Locker scenario. I've been with her for 20 years. Yeah, I'll see her next week or something. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, yeah, you're right. It's a, there's an addiction. So, yeah, we've been negligent. We got some e nice emails. Nobody was mean about it. They just said, hope you guys are okay. And we were. Yeah. I mean, despite proximity to a war zone or having COVID twice or uh, your full-time gig tying you up. All's good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're so we're 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 still doing the show. We've spent, you know, we're we're coming up on three years of doing this podcast in Just September. Toss it away uh, and throw it away. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're not interested in doing that. Um. So uh, so I'm I'm glad we had this opportunity to, to do this mini episode to let people know that the show is is not going anywhere. It's going to be back and better than ever. Um. As soon as I can, uh, you know, breathe right. Can you guarantee better than ever? I can't. Because I'm going to make it very Ukraine centric. I just want to, you know, I do a lot of Ukrainian jokes, Ukrainian cold opens. Yeah. And I've, I, I haven't told you this, but I, I've become a socialist. Oh. So a lot of our sort of humor that we've done in the past is not stuff I'm interested in anymore. Okay. Yeah. So we've changed. Yeah. We both, I think I've gone under, uh, undergone a lot of change. There's been change. It's, it's, it's so I, I palpable. Guess, I guess I can't say the show is going to even be good anymore. Yeah. And I might, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not so sure it should be funny. Uh, there's no time for comedy. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's not the time or the place. NTFC. Oh, do you want, I'll, I'll, let me just, I'll just share like an interesting tidbit from my experiences. Mm, we'll see about that. So in, uh, okay. when, when I was you know, there in, in Medica, which is on the border, the border town where all the refugees cross in, you have all these tents from all over the place. So you had Sikhs and you had Italians giving away pizza, the stereotypes, and you just have all this cool. stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, but there was a, there was a big tent there, like a really, really large tent kind of tucked away in the corner. And it was a, a new, it was on the side, it said a new federal state of China. And, oh, and, and on the side, it was saying, you know, the, the, the Chinese Communist Party is evil and blah, blah, blah. And they had signs in, in, Jap in Chinese and English and all stuff. And these guys walking around taking pictures and videos of everything. And so I'm in our tent, oh. the World Central Kitchen tent. And I'm, I'm talking to the guy who runs that location. And I'm like, what's up with these dudes? And he's like, oh my God, they freak us out. Like they, they walk around, they take pictures of everything. They interrogate everybody. 
Um, and I, I'm like, what's their deal? So apparently it's some kind of weird anti-China and I'm fine with anti-China, the communist party. Cause they're, you know, the Chinese sure. communist party is pretty evil, uh, their government. Uh, but it's some Steve Bannon project. No. Yes. So he's, he's one of the people behind it. And apparently they're, but I, I don't understand why they would like stick their cameras in our faces and take pictures of everybody. Cause that seems something like the Chinese communist party might do. <laughs> But Seriously, they are you know, walking around recording everything and making everybody feel really uncomfortable. And I don't know what their deal is. And I don't know what they're thinking. So I'm a Ukrainian refugee, right? My village is uh, destroyed. I, I need some place to go. I cross, I spend hours on the Ukraine side. I finally cross the border into Medica. And then I'm getting handed leaflets about the new federal state of China. What's their marketing plan, Jack? <laughs> Who's their target audience? I don't what, know. Do you think it's very strange. That's, what is that video equipment being used for? Like, gosh, can, can you imagine crossing the border with your kids? Yeah. And like having <laughs> that bloated maniac send cameras to take pictures of you? Yeah. It's just like, and, and just like, what what are they supposed to do? I, okay. Well, my house has been destroyed. My livelihood's gone. I'm worried about my spouse being killed or murdered. Uh, oh, oh yeah, you're right. China does suck. How can I help you? I mean, come on. I, I, but they had a wow. lot of, like the tent that they had was huge. It was like very expensive. So there's a lot of money behind that weird ass operation. So like they were one of the, that and like the, the Jehovah's Witnesses who just stood there with signs that said JW.org and they just stood there. Yeah. They weren't offering anything but leaflets. And then the the ladies, the crazy American ladies who were shouting Jesus stuff at, at people who are, you know, one, most of them don't speak English. Uh, two are just shell-shocked and distraught. And and this lady's just like screaming at them through a bullhorn like a maniac. That's crazy. Literally shell-shocked. Literally shell-shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from the shelling. That from the shelling. American civilians yeah. have got their gone. Yeah. God, that is just bonkers. Do you think... Is it possible that this is Bannon's attempt to subvert your efforts because he's still angry about your hateful jokes uh, that we did on the BSFA 10 years ago? Oh, that's right. So, yeah, let's go back now to what is that, 2011, maybe my yep. my second or third appearance in a, in a monologue, doing a monologue joke. And I, yes. I, I made a joke about Sarah Palin's the, the biography, there was some kind of biography about s alleging she had had an affair with some NBA player. That was, you know, a funny joke. Right, with, Glenn, with Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice. When, when she was a reporter, um, when, excuse me, when she was a sports reporter in Alaska, and Glenn Rice was a member of the Fab Five, and they came up to play in the Great Alaska Challenge. Okay. The Great Alaska Shootout, I forget what it's called. A basketball tournament in Alaska, um, sort of a prestigious tournament, and it was alleged that Sarah Palin had an affair with Glenn Rice while she was a sports reporter. So that was, that was the headline news that we were making a joke about. Continue. Right. And then I, I the joke was like enough. Uh, I stopped the joke in the middle and say, oh, you know, you got to stop making, you know, the, I'm tired of all the attacks on Sarah and her family, uh, Trig, Trip, you know, whatever all, all the other kids' names are, and Dunky. And there was like some, <laughs> and the, the photo had a kid in a uh, basketball <laughs> jacket, like a young black kid in, or a mixed race kid in a basketball jersey. And his name was Dunky. Yeah, it was, so it was the Palin family, you know, like right, their, their public, you know, portrait, you know, the, just the whitest family, you right. know, in, in Alaska. And, and then, then we just photoshopped and then and like little cute, yeah. little cute black kid. It was just yeah. funny. And then, uh, and then the the second part of that joke was, you know, um, uh, it was supposed to be a two night stand, but she quit halfway through. 
And uh, <laughs> the joke being, yeah, she quit as governor. So Steve Bannon hated that joke so much so they called the head of the uh, the old network and caused a rift and all this stuff. And for years they were, and then they wrote two, a couple of nasty articles. What was the claim that they that I was making fun of Down syndrome? There was something insane. Like there was yeah. some incredibly weird, like not even connected to reality claim that they made. Yes, yeah, some- Brian, Brian Sack makes <laughs> jokes about um, a, a Sarah Palin's Down syndrome child. Right, which is not, and, um, ca- yeah, which was not the case at all. Yeah. And it was, and then they linked to a clip that proves it wasn't like that shows the actual jokes. So like, but it was, you know, it's one of those things where people just read the headline and then they move on. But um, yep. yeah, I remember that. Great. So that's when, what, and Bannon asked that you be fired. I believe so. Yeah. Like in day two or and, day three of my job no. at to their credit, yeah. to their credit, they said, no, I, I will never Absolutely. forget that. Yeah. They defended me because I was in, the, I mean, they, I did nothing did. wrong. I told jokes like I was supposed to. Yeah. And they just, and it wasn't like a, and it wasn't a mean attack. It wasn't, no, it was a freaking like joke. The woman quit halfway through her yeah. job. Like He's, she was elected to he has, govern. And he has that's, a very that's thin a skin. Fair criticism. He's got very thin, blotchy skin, very thin, <laughs> red shaded skin. Jim Dawson. Oh man, you're dying on me. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, this is basically how Steve Bannon sounds all the time. Yeah. But now he's mad at China. A new federal state of China. Welcome wow, to, to Poland. Would you like to help out China? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. All my belongings are in a trash bag, but I guess I could help. <laughs> I, I suppose. I mean, if you really need it, I hear some cash for your new federal state of China. I'm kind of hoping to feed my kids. <laughs> whose dad is back in the the town who might be killed for no reason. But yeah, you know what? If you got a big tent there, you probably need some help. (laughs) Idiots. Uh, Look, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll donate money, but first let me just, I'm on the Jehovah's Witness website. Just give me one moment. I give you my money. Let me log off uh, that. And then they're really helpful. Yeah, that's the other thing. The Jehovah's Witnesses like, yeah, I know you're suffering. Would you like to join a religion that doesn't let you celebrate birthdays or take aspirin? No? Where are you going? Come back. Come back. How do you say come back in Ukrainian? Hodge. Hodge, prosie. Prosie, Oh, my gosh. It's funny. So, yeah. Well, uh, no, I, I do think this is Bannon trying to get back. It really but, is. Um, but so many years later. Now, 10, 10, 11 years One later. thing before... Well, yeah, he's a he's a long term thinker. He really is. He's like they play yeah. a long game, like Xi Jinping of China. <laughs> yes, the non federal state of China, the CCP China. Now, now before before we go, I, I would like to just ask you because in talking to you mm-hmm. about doing the show and everything, you you definitely had a little bit of a dip in enthusiasm for doing the show. Um, which is understandable because you had really, I think, gone through a lot. You were traumatized by everything you witnessed and experienced. And, you know, there, there was things bigger in life than doing a, a little podcast for, you know, it, which made it okay to skip a few weeks because you were saving lives. Yeah. Helping, really helping awesome. lives. I wasn't saving it. Well, you know, I was just giving them food and managing a warehouse. Well, whatever. I, I think it's still pretty remarkable. And I have always been very proud of you for doing all this. Thank you. Um, Thank me for my service. Oh, God. Why do you ask me this every time we talk? Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. (laughs) The the surprised modesty is a very nice (laughs) play. Good job. That's where you do the edit. That's where you do the edit. Yeah, that's right. You're just like, oh, thank you. Oh, appreciate that. I wasn't wasn't expecting Uh, that. Yeah. What a surprise. That's a neat thing to say, Jack. Um, 
<coughs> excuse me. Now, here's here's the question I have. You, you come home a changed man. Now, just can you just sort of walk me through a few of the things that you've that you have found in your life that you've you've changed because you know you've sent me a few concerning texts about like you know about some of your relations with your wife, your family, your friends, the you know American public at large. Um, you know how you've sort of have brought some of your PTSD with you into anywhere from the bedroom to the school board to, to everywhere else. Can you just sort of talk to me about some of the changes you've gone through? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. I think it's important. It's, it's therapeutic to discuss the changes. <laughs> yeah, no, that, good. Thank you. I, it, I think it's healthy for you and I think it's good for the, the public to hear. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the things I, I, I've done and I, I'm trying to stop doing it is, is to um, remind the kids how lucky they are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they, they awake, I, for example, I woke my son up this morning and uh, I, I was holding on my iPad, a photograph of a, a blown up bedroom. And I just, I held it in front of his face and I woke him up and he saw the photo. And I said, you're lucky that's not your room. And then I just kind of walked out. It's a tough way to start a day. I mean, you I, could show him that at breakfast. Maybe. No, I want to get his, I want to get him going. And so like he, he came out okay. and he couldn't find his clothes mm-hmm. and he's like, dad, have you seen my clothes? I'm like, well, maybe they were saluted by a, an army of thugs. <laughs> maybe some, a bunch of thug peasants from the Northeast of Asia came <laughs> rushing in here and stole all your stuff. Go see if there's a washing machine. Go check it out. And you know what? He walked in, he walked over and he opened up the washing machine closet. Guess what? What? It was there. But. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. It was booby trapped. <laughs> what? So he said, it's still here. And I said, well, open it up, see if it works. And he opened up the door. And two seconds later, a gigantic bang, an M80 firecracker I had left over from the 4th of July. Scared the crap out of him. Literally scared the crap out of him. Soiled his pants right on the spot. And I said, well, lucky you. You're standing in front of a washing machine. So throw that in there. And he threw it in there. And we started up the washing machine to clean his soiled pants. And guess what happened? It leaked everywhere because I had blown it up with an M80. The giant hole in this in the ring. Yeah. So then it floods the floor, hardwood floors, they buckle up. My son's freaking out. The hardwoods are destroyed. And I just look at him. I said, now, you know what it's like. (laughs) Golly, that's rough. I want them to learn. I, you know, I saw a lot of things and I I need them to see those things or at least experience them from my perspective. Yeah. I mean, mean, maybe just sit them down for like a family meeting. Yeah, my wife had suggested that. <laughs> and it created a little bit of problems. Yeah, no, I imagine so. Well, speaking of, of your lovely wife, um, how, how have things been between the two of you as you've tried to reunite after having gone through very different experiences over the last few months? Yeah, um, well, it was hard. I mean, initially, hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, she smelled of like, just, she smelled of, uh, it was hard to explain. It was as if she had been working in a taqueria. 
Uh, there was this uh, a pungent odor of cilantro and grilled meats and stuff, and it, it permeated most of the her bedclothes and her the comforter. Um, mm. And I, I couldn't quite understand. And she said, "Well, when she was so worried about me being over there that then she she just ate a lot of Mexican food and sweated, and, <laughs> and apparently that permeated everything." And um, and that's why. Hold, hold on one second. Someone's knocking at my door. Sorry. Oh. Hold on one second. Hold on. Was hoping to uh, eliminate a, a need for editing, so I'm debating whether or not I'll, I'll cut this out, just leave it in, post post the whole thing. But um, now that my train of thought has been interrupted by the probably housekeeping, Jack's dying. I don't know how long he has Maybe left. Maybe. Uh, okay, continue. Well, I'm just going to say, you know, so she, when she's stressed, as she says, um, she eats a lot of Mexican food and, and sweats it into uh, all, the, all over the sofa and the, and the duvet and the bedroom, comfort of the pillows, rug, a lot, you know, some of her clothing, um, <laughs> the bath towels. She just sweats. She's a nervous sweater. And, um, and I can, I know, I know, um, that she's not lying and that she did have a lot of Mexican food. Cause I went through the trash and I found 30 or 40 condoms filled with mayonnaise. God almighty. Oh God. You know, the supply lines are broken. She told me that supply lines have been disrupted. They don't have the packets you normally have. They're using whatever okay. they can to deliver condiments to their customers. Okay. Because I, I just tapping into something you have worried about in the past, you've often talked that you've feared or wondered whether your wife has taken on many um, Latin lovers. Mm. Uh, do you think this is anything that could sort of be connected? I wouldn't see like how. A, like the, the, kid, the kitchen staff of a Mexican restaurant? Um, well, it's funny you say that. There's a new Mexican restaurant. While I was gone, the two months I was gone, a new Mexican restaurant went in downstairs. Uh, I bet it did. Yeah. It's called uh, La Gringa Maveosa. means the marvelous gringa. <laughs> now that's really weird for a residential building. It really is. But there's a picture of my wife hanging there. They they used her as the kind of for the, they asked her to model for the sign, she said. She gets free sangria. Wow. Yeah, she said she gets all the sangria she wants. And she kind of did this wink when she said that. Her eyes lit up. <laughs> and... um She's having sangria now, though. I told her, I mean, I said, you know, it's, it's a little late. You know, I mean, it's a little early in the day. It's a, you know, too yeah. much. And, but, and she's like, no, I know. I need my sangria now. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to argue with her. She let me wander off for two months and, and um, uh, do, do healthy things. And so I'm going to let her go wow. have sangria at yeah. La, La Gringa yeah. Marviosa. Wow. <laughs> well, geez. Uh yeah, I mean, I, well, now, you know, having heard these stories, I can really appreciate, uh, you know, the, everything you've been through and the changes in you and the changes in your life. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and you know, I mean I, that in all sorts of ways. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I know, I'm hoping I'm not less, um, less funny um, having, having experienced things. I think I'm, I've grown in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Has your wife started to grow in any ways? Yeah, she's had a lot of Mexican food and her stomach is starting to bulge, if you know what I mean. It's 
been two months, two months of Mexican food. You start to yeah. notice. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's weird with all. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my God. Well, Brian, um, I, you know, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad you called a hotel landline so we could record our podcast while I have COVID in a, uh, in the Hilton Garden Inn in Hollywood, California. Is it a nice hotel? Because they don't answer the phone when you call the front desk. <laughs> um, it's fine. They don't have room service. No room service? No. That's not ideal for no somebody with COVID. Yeah, no, not, not ideal considering I haven't opened my door in three days. So what, how do you, um, what do you do for food in that instance? Uh, you know, I, the, the family that, uh, who's the, the memorial services for were very, very kind as always and brought me some supplies. And, um, I have gotten, uh, I had two delivery orders. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, they, I get a knock on the door. I wait a minute until I know everyone's safely away. Then I open the door and bring mm -hmm. the food. What a life. Yeah, it's, it's pretty glam. It's Hollywood is as glamorous as uh, you hear. Uh, and the rest of your family are they there, or is it, is it just you? Oh no, it's, I'm all alone here. You're all. They all went back home. Uh, they they didn't come to begin with. Oh, they didn't come to it begin with. It was just me. Well, it's the middle of a school week, and it, like you know, right? There are baseball games, and my wife has a job, and all this stuff. Yeah. So uh, I was the one who came. Okay, that is exactly. And my mom just tested positive. My mom, a 75 year old diabetic who's overweight and has emphysema. <laughs> she tested positive for COVID about 14 hours ago. Oh Literally the thing I have been so vigilant about COVID right. for is right. to keep her healthy, safe and alive. Uh -huh. And because of my false negatives, I believe I gave it to her right before I got on that plane. So this could make That's for an idea. interesting next episode. Oh yeah. 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 Very, very much. But she, she's in New York, right? Yes, she is. Okay, so you don't have to travel anywhere for the memorial service. <laughs> no, it's gonna be it's gonna be real easy, <laughs> which is good. That's why I had her move out here, not to sort of like be closer to the grandkids. It was just more like it's convenient. You know, I knew I know the day is coming, right? And I just don't want to have to travel. Yeah. Well, if you need a ride, <laughs> thanks, buddy. I'll call you. All right. I, I can't wait to get you sick in our car ride. Well, you know, when I, 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 I had COVID and I feel almost uh, immortal now. Hmm. No, I just, it, it, um, it was, it was a bit of a nothing for me. I know it's affected other people differently, but, uh, ever since that, I just, I don't even, I, I don't, not only do I not wear a mask, I pull them off of other people's faces. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I walked I'm not in, sure that's a sign of being immortal. I think it's just kind of being a, a little bit of a. Dick. No, I'm just, I'm just expressing my views. And so I walked into a sunglass store and, and the lady said, good afternoon. And, and I said, good afternoon to you, ma'am. And she said, do you have a mask? And I said, no, and neither do you. And I ran over and I reached across the counter and I yanked it off of her face. I wasn't able to buy sunglasses that day, but I made a point. Right. Well, that's more important. And I'm barred from every sunglass hut in the United States. I, you know, I, I saw some sort of headline about that, but I was in the hospital. I couldn't click the link. Yeah, that was me. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, and I'm actually hosting an, an Ask Me Anything on Reddit on Am I the Asshole? <laughs> uh -huh. So if you want to- just, Any hint which way it's going to go? I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to expect, but if you, know, I'm hoping that listeners will pop in and, and be like, of course not, Brian. 
Yeah, Sunglass Hut is typically the asshole. Yes. They're always in the wrong, in my okay. view. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's any greater uh, sign or, or, or champion of, of corporate malfeasance, it's Sunglass Hut. Yeah. I mean, they are, the, they're worse than DuPont and, mm-hmm. and Monsanto combined. Yep. Monsanto. Yep. <laughs> yep. Do Santo. They're disgusting. They, but yeah, they are worse than the Chinese Communist Party. A new federal <laughs> state of Bannon sunglass. Bannon has a twenty-five hut. year plan. <laughs> Bannon has a twenty-five year plan to really, bring down sunglass. Hut, so. He does. It's going to take a while. Yeah, that's exciting. But they, when they cross over the border from Ukraine into Medica, I mean, the first thing they're asked is, "What do you think about sunglass hut?" <laughs> Do you like UV rays? Do you hate them? Yeah. Do you you want eyeball cancer? <laughs> well, Brian, um, I need to stop stifling these coughs, okay. and you need to go back to um, uh, refilling your wife's sangria. That's correct. Well, I don't do the sangria. I get the guys downstairs take care of it. Uh-huh. I just get the mayonnaise packets. Well, on that note, um, Brian, it was lovely to talk to you. It's lovely to be back doing what we, I don't want to say do best, but I'll just say uh, it's great to be back doing something that we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Um, uh, Thank you for your service. Oh, thanks, Jack. It's nice. (laughs) Goodbye. Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.